0: Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. We've been in and out of uh, a conversation about the kingdom of God. Have you guys been around uh, for any of these talks about the kingdom of God? Sarah Hargadine last week, wasn't that outrageous? Sarah just... Oh my gosh, she just she pe- she preached the paint off the ceiling, if you weren't here. It was, uh, it was pretty intense. In fact, um, it was so good. Uh, some of you want to stick around after the service today, um, starting around noon. We're going to have a, a very a special, uh, kind of a next step time we're calling Kingdom Advance. And, and we've been uh, sermonizing a lot over the last several weeks and trying to pray into what it looks like to be the type of people who bring the kingdom of God uh, on the earth and uh, this experience after the service today, it's going to be a time where Sarah's going to lead, uh, whoever wants to stick around, she's going to lead you in uh, an experience in how to craft a prayer around the places that God has put you. We're going to show a video and cast some vision for what that could look like for you. And I, I just highly encourage you, some of you maybe brought a lunch with you, uh, even if you didn't, I think it's only going to go to about 1.30. And so um, I, I highly recommend sticking around for that. So that's coming a little bit later. But I do want to t- uh, continue the conversation today um, in a very simple way. Um, again, after this last week, I don't know about you, but, you know, when, I, when I'm watching the news uh, over this last month, it just, you know, it's, it's really easy for me to, for my head and my heart to just be kind of flung into a tailspin and asking a lot of big questions. And if, if I ever... Um, if the kingdom of God coming to earth has ever been relevant, it's relevant right now, yeah? And I, I think when we, ha- when we walk through certain times of intensity, like what's, what's happened, regardless of how closely connected you are and your experience with what's going on, when, when our nation or when we personally walk through times of intensity, it really does surface what we truly believe about the kingdom of God on earth and what we believe it's for, and what we believe Jesus is doing. Um, Quite honestly, for some of us, it hasn't transcended just a good idea. And when we talk about the kingdom of God, sometimes we talk about it as if it's this fairy tale thing that maybe one day will happen, and this utopian thing that's you know unicorns and ponies and sprinkles and rainbows and it's just this this is why it's so outrageous that we, we don't even quite take it seriously and and when we walk through times of intensity it brings this surface right, this this question right right front and center into our experience of do i believe that Jesus is actually at work establishing a new kind of rule and reign on earth for all of eternity That's a really important question for us to ask and for us to be confronted with because it has everything to do with the way we see ourselves in his story, yeah? And and for some of us, we have a theology and a worldview that maybe has even been deposited in you by other well-meaning Christians and preachers. And it's a worldview that says, man, yeah, the world's bad and it's getting worse. So, I'm just going to hang on, and I'm going to just hunker down for a little bit, and I'm going to try to distance myself from this, this pain of suffering because it's all going to crap anyways, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get saved. I'm going to try to get a few of my friends saved, but I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to white-knuckle this thing until he gets me out of here, Right? So some of us, honestly, when you, start, when you peel back, regardless of what we say with our mouths, when you peel back into our actual values and the way we live our life, it's like, wow, everything's going badly, and it's going to keep getting worse, and then hopefully we can get out of fear. And so the kingdom of God, our understanding is it's the fire insurance. It's the ticket that gets us out of earth and into heaven. But then we have to ask the question, is that what Jesus is up to? Is that what is that really what he's doing? And and when I read his words, I don't see him being as concerned with getting us out out of earth up to somewhere else as he is with getting heaven into you and I and into the into the very fabric of this planet Earth. And that's what I'm in it for. When he he walked out of the grave, and then something flipped in the very fabric of of reality, when he conquered death in his resurrection, the tide began to turn, and ever since then, he has been at work loosening the chains of injustice, bringing healing to hearts and to bodies, right? And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but on a certain level, because we talk about this all the time, but this has everything to do with how we see ourselves in the story of God. And I see Jesus, he is at work. He has no plan of abandoning the good earth that he created to inhabit. He has every intention to restore it and to make it right and to make it new and to make all things new. And yeah, we experience some losses and yeah, there's things, there's shaking and there's 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 turmoil that happens from time to time and 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 probably more to come. But where is the arc of the story going? The arc of the story is going and it says it right in the Bible. The Bible starts in a garden and it ends in a city. He wants to make and bring his dwelling down to earth to make all things right and to make all things new. And you and I have the opportunity to enter into that right now, today, through his work. And this is just, it just lights me up. I mean, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ that he would do for us that we, what we could not do for ourselves, that we could enter into a new kind of living under his rule and his reign, glad surrender to the king of the universe. See, that's, that'll preach all day right there. And so, but what's interesting is when we do walk through things like this last week, and we look at the size of the need, don't we sometimes get a little bit overwhelmed? Don't you feel like that? Sometimes it's hard to even know where to start, right? It's hard, like, I don't even know what to do with that. And that's that, let alone the problems in your own life, yeah? Because some of us, you know, we're, you know, we're dealing with these national or global things that are happening. All around. I mean, outside of it, there's bigger things happening outside of America, right? It's not just our nation. This is a, a worldwide thing. But for some of us, it's hard to even get out of the very real hardships and things that we walk through in our own lives. And, and then we read the words of Jesus that say... I'm sending you, I'm sending you as witnesses into the world, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses, right? So we have this huge converging of great need and then also this epic call of Jesus to go and change the world. Does that ever feel overwhelming to anybody else besides me? And I think here's here's what happens. (laughs) Here's what happens. I think a couple types of things happen to us when we, when we're confronted with a great need and a great call, um, one a lot of a lot of times we just get paralyzed, right? It's like that. Oh my gosh, that's so. This is so humongous. Uh, I guess I'll just get back to whatever I was doing, right? Right? You know. And so we 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 listen to the news or we read these epic things, and Jesus tries to speak to us about how he wants to move through our lives in the world. And it's just like, oh, oh, la, 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 la. You know, that's too much for me. I cannot deal with this. I, I, I can't deal with this. I can barely remember to feed my cats in the morning, right? I can't even get my own life right. Like, how am I going to go to the ends of the world and do anything? And then, so sometimes we get paralyzed. And sometimes for us, we feel the pressure. Don't you feel the pressure sometimes when, when, when you're confronted with gaps in your own life? or your own neighborhood, or the places where you see and you're living, or, you know, and and the things that we read about and we experience and we we want to do, we want to get in the game, we want to affect change, we want to see the kingdom come, and a new reality of Jesus' rule and reign. And I I think for some of them, like, like for me, this is where I go, I just start to feel the pressure. It just feels like pressure sometimes on my shoulders, like when I see gaps and you know, like, God, I want my family. I, this is what I, I, I want to see this for my family. I want to see this for our church. I want to see this for our region. And I start to, it, it gets a lot. And so it's not as much that I get paralyzed, but I just start to get a little bit discouraged. Is there anybody, anybody ever here in this room here? And here's the good, the good news is when it comes to the kingdom of God, Jesus doesn't just unleash us without giving us some understanding of where to start. And what I love is when we open up the Gospels, um, Jesus frames this all in in a very beautiful way when he talks about the kingdom of God he does he talks about this seismic cosmic reality that it is huge but I love how he frames it in this, particularly in this passage Matthew 13 if you have your Bible you can turn there Matthew 13, 31 he catches the tension of how the kingdom of God comes okay this is really important for us if you ever feel overwhelmed, this is really important. Matthew thirteen thirty one says this, He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in his branches. I, I love this. Um, the way he, he couples two very important sizes of the kingdom in this one particular parable see what happens sometimes is i think when we see when we know that the kingdom of god can affect change in our cities and our nations and in our, in our families and in huge ways i think sometimes we we read this passage as, as if jesus started at the second part As if Jesus started off, the kingdom of God is like this massive tree and it just towers and it grows and it builds. It's like, no, he doesn't start there, does he? He starts somewhere else. He says, the kingdom of God is a seed. It's a seed. And you sow it. And over time, it will grow. But it's going to start as a seed, okay? And I think this is really important. Because while the kingdom of God is cosmic in scope, it starts with a seed that is about one to two millimeters wide. Okay, That's a mustard seed. It can be very loud. The kingdom of God can be at times very loud, but oftentimes it's only discernible as a whisper. Okay, The kingdom of God oftentimes is very explosive like fireworks, and sometimes it's as gentle as a kiss on the cheek. And how does it start? How, how does it go? God, he doesn't plant trees. He plants seeds. Do you guys know that? Yeah. See, I know you can go to the tree garden after the service, and, and you can go get a full-grown tree and plant that. I mean, that's, that is an option for you and I if you want to do that and your thing. But that's not how the kingdom of God grows, does it? It doesn't grow as a full-grown tree. Just He doesn't plant trees. He plants seeds. And so, yes, the world will be changed, but it's, it starts when sons and daughters, when you and I are changed in simple ways, the seeds of the kingdom get planted. And I think this is why we often miss the inbreaking of the kingdom of God, because it starts so small it's barely even recognizable. Do you guys know that? It starts when one thought is changed inside of you. It starts when one belief is transformed. It starts when one fear is dispelled. It starts with when one step is taken into a new reality. And sometimes we don't even recognize the work of the kingdom in our lives because it's so small. We're looking for a tree when God is giving us seeds. And I don't know anybody that sits out in their garden and watches their plants grow. Okay. Is anybody patient enough to do that? I'm just going to go and I'm going to go hang out and I'm going to spend my time watching My plants grow. That's not how it works. And so sometimes we miss the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. We miss the greatness in our lives. We miss the greatness in each other's lives. Do you guys know that the person you're sitting next to is really great? You know that? And you may not know that. Like, I don't know if you know the person you're sitting next to, so sorry to create an awkward moment. You guys can talk about that later. But they're pretty great. And some of you know that person really well just, you know, it's over time you may have forgotten how great they are because you know them. But they're great. they got seeds of greatness inside of them. And that's what I love is that when, when Jesus declares the kingdom of God and the size and the scope, he starts with seeds and he entrusts it with such common people. So the person sitting next to you they're great, but maybe you've forgotten that. Maybe they're just kind of normal or common to you, right? And this is what I love about how Jesus entrusted this message to his disciples in Acts 4.13. This is how people would, this is, this is the commentary on, his, on the apostles, on the disciples. It says in Acts 4.13, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus, okay? So they perceived that they were uneducated common men, but they recognized that they were with Jesus. Now, what's really funny is this word, common men, I don't know if you have this slide, David. It's uh, this Greek word, idiotas, okay? Okay? Can I give you guys one guess of what the Engl- English equivalent of this word is? <laughs> and I can just say, <laughs> this is why I have so much hope, people. I have so much hope. Because I, I can just see people talking about the apostles and the disciples like, man, these guys are idiots. <laughs> but they've been with Jesus, pretty bold. Ah, uh, let's listen to what they got to say, right? I'm just thinking, man, the, 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 the scandal of the gospel is that it's entrusted to, to idiots. <laughs> idiots are going to change the world. These emboldened, this, these idiots, right? And I love that because in the moment where we start to feel unqualified or overwhelmed or uneducated or just unprepared, like <laughs> who's prepared for some of this stuff? Like, who knows how to do any of this stuff? That we, The change that we need to see, the change that we're praying for, it's like, man, who's, who's actually educated enough? Who's got enough experience for this? None of us. But that's okay, because, listen, he gives boldness to a bunch of idiots to go and just proclaim and to demonstrate. And listen, he didn't ask them to be the brightest or most qualified. He just asked them to live to change lives. Man, and, and to me, that, that just alleviates the pressure a little bit. Because Jesus didn't ask us to change the world. He just asked us to live as changed people in the world. And how does the world be changed? It's when you live as a changed person in your world. You don't have to worry about changing the world. It, I mean, that, when, you, when ordinary common men and women live with a testimony, the kingdom of God starts as a seed and then it grows from there. And it doesn't require you to have much. And and, and I wonder if that's just really important for some of us that just feel really unqualified. You leave this place, you go to a very, what seems like a very normal life. You have an office job, you have this, you have that. You're wondering, what does the kingdom look like in my life? It looks probably a lot simpler than maybe you've been told. It looks like you just being a changed person and believing the work of God in your life and, and nurturing these seeds in front of you. I, I love when I get to talk to people that know other people from Vine Life, and it's just this kind of interesting connection. Like last week, I, we got to know some of our neighbors and had them over, and it was really great. I told them I, I was a pastor at Vine Life. They're like, oh, really? They said, I, we know somebody at Vine Life. I'm like, oh, do tell, right? I love, just give me the dirt, right? Because I love when I get the dirt. What are they really like, right? I see him on Sunday. What are they really like? And so this, our neighbor says, uh, do, you know a, do, do you know a guy by the name of Mark Rayner?" Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, it depends if what you have to share with me is good or not, you know. Well, you guys know Mark. He's playing keys up here. He's our wonderful African worship leader from Zimbabwe, okay, legit African, praise the Lord, church, right, we love Mark, we love Mark, and so I'm getting a little nervous at this point in time, do you know Mark Rayner? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know Mark, and he's like, well, I used to, he said, I used to work with him, as, you know, in his office, and I was like, great, um, well, how was that, right? You know, and he said, "He said, Mark, Mark is a good man." He said, "Mark is an honorable, he's an honorable man. He's trustworthy." I had so, I had such a good time working with Mark. That was such an amazing experience, you know, for him. And I, you know, turn around, I'm like, yes, you know, <laughs> and because uh, that would have been an awkward conversation if he was like, "Oh, Mark's a jerk," you know. Um, But Mark's not a jerk, just so you all know. So when he's leading worship, this guy's the real deal right over here, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was so, so I I share that story because after hearing that, I was so thankful. Because when you start to see seeds of the kingdom implanted in in the places that we go, I mean, sometimes, again, it's explosive. We go out, and there's times it manifests itself in 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 brilliant, colorful signs and wonders, prophetic words and these things that should be normal for us as, as empowered believers. And then sometimes it manifests itself as people who work hard and are kind and are compassionate and care about people and minister peace and wholeness in the places that you've been given. It's a seed. They're seeds of the kingdom. And I, and I love that. And, and there's another passage here in Acts that I love because, again, the apostles demonstrated they didn't, these, these guys weren't tremendously resourced when it came to earthly standards. In Acts 3, I won't read the whole passage, but we, we come across this story of Peter and John, and they're coming into the temple gate, and they see a man who's, who's lame from birth, and, and this man asks them for money. And they, they clearly don't have any money. And so they ask him to look at them. And they're like, look, look at us, look at us in the eyes. And it says in verse 5, as he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took them, he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And what I love about this is is for those of us here, um, that if you're legitimately asking the question, God, how does the kingdom come in my life? You don't need much. If you have a testimony, if you have seen Jesus, if you have spent any time with Jesus, if he's done anything in your life, if he has brought you hope, if he has brought you courage, if he has brought you comfort, if he has loved you in places where hate existed before. If something has happened, then you have a testimony. You may not have all the things that other people say you need, but you don't need those things. Just bring what you have and you need to be sure of what you have. What is the gospel that you preach? What is the good news that you have to declare because it's yours? And God doesn't need you to be great or brilliant. He's got that covered himself. He needs you just to be a bold idiot, right? He needs you to be okay, with bringing whatever is in your hand, even if it's as simple as I have the name of Jesus and that's it, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be changed, rise up and walk. And so this is the life that he calls us into. It's seismic in scope, but it starts as seeds. So may God give us eyes to see and ears to hear the smallness and the small seeds of the kingdom that are inside of us and inside of the people that we love and they're people that are near to us. That we can be the type of people who loosen the chains of of injustice and bondage, who who declare freedom to the captives, who declare peace. God, raise up peacemakers on this earth. Raise us up to be peacemakers on this earth, God. In just a moment, we're going to share with you a a dance. I will not be a part of this dance, but... Um, there's, there's a beautiful dance, and it's set to uh, a song written by our friend Aaron Strumpel. And Aaron's not here today, but I was asking him about the lyrics to this song. And, and this song is about a girl. It's a fictional story, but it's, it's, a, it's a narrative about a girl who's caught up in sex trafficking and she's praying, and she's waiting, and she's praying, and she's waiting, and she's alone, and she's waiting, you know, and you can imagine that some prayers take a long time to be made manifest. You guys know that. Sometimes they're seen in an instant, sometimes I don't know why, but it's part of the kingdom. Sometimes it takes a long time, and There's a certain turning point in the song where somebody busts in the room. It's a person that came to extend a hand of help to help liberate this girl. And she doesn't know who this person is, but they look an awful lot like Jesus. And I think it all ties in today because as we are people that are bold enough to say yes to God in the simplicity or the complexity of the lives that we're living um, he's waiting for us to not just declare that we believe in the kingdom of God, but to be agents of the kingdom of God, to actually manifest his goodness in ways that people can see, in ways that people can taste on this earth. And I think you'll, you'll find that at the end of this dance just the, the victory of Jesus in all of this, the way he meets us, the way he frees us, the way he invites us in to his story. So with that said, would you guys uh, welcome the the team this morning? They <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. That was powerful. Yeah. So we, this is what we get to do. We get to partner with Jesus in bringing freedom. We get to partner with Jesus in bringing the kingdom. So let's stand together today. And some of you today, even as they're dancing, you, you're, something in your heart is responding, I want to know a freedom like that. Jesus is here for you today. The power of God is here for you and available in the personal work of Jesus Christ. And if that's you and you want to experience a deeper freedom today, I want to encourage you to come up front after the service. Our ministry team is going to be here. For the the, the rest of you, I'm going to pray a prayer as we go today. And some of you are going to stick around for this experience after the service. But I want to pray a prayer of blessing and empowerment. If you wouldn't mind just putting your hands out in front of you. And I'm going to pray for us as ambassadors of the kingdom of God on earth. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that the spirit of the Lord is upon us because he has anointed us to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. And I thank you this morning that we are not passive in the kingdom of God, but we are active participants in a kingdom that is not reserved for later, but is in breaking here and now and for all of time. So we say yes and amen. God, I say yes and amen to every step that you will lead me into today and for the Monday through Friday for each person, every mother, every father, every coworker, every CEO, every office job, every tradesman. God, everything that you've commissioned us to do, Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father, for boldness and power. God, not to be overwhelmed, but to be perceptive of the inbreaking of your kingdom and to be in step with everything that you're saying and doing, Lord God. So the whole world, until the whole world, until the whole world, God, can know your goodness and your glory and your light and your love. And it's in Jesus' name we pray together. Amen. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hug a neck on your way out. So good to see you guys. We'll see you guys soon. Go in the peace and strength of the kingdom. Ministry team will be up front here.